Love Talk Radio. Well, good evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. Joyce, I'll be glad in it. Welcome again to 2015. God is doing great and awesome things. I'm excited about the year. I'm excited about all the things that the Lord is prepping us to do. And so tonight, we're going to do a new teaching for the new year. I've been talking about it, and the Lord said I can just go ahead and do it, um, which is faith edition. We're going to be talking about faith editions, and it's a quick overview of an in-depth study that we're actually going to take during the 28 days of glory in the month of February. Every day in the month of February for 40 minutes, we're going to study intensely the Word of God. Some people are fasting also with us that month. Um, I know some of us are on Daniel fasts or various fasts. We try not to control people with what they they do. Some of us are already on consecration, and um, we're giving sacrifices to the Lord, and we're pushing in a little more in the spirit. So consecration is a little more than fasting, um, and I want to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I just encourage you that each of the beginning of the year, you um, you know, we, the, the world has New Year's resolutions, but we have consecration. We set aside specific time to ensure that we establish our year spiritually. And doing that, we emphasize prayer, praying in the spirit. We also emphasize the systematic study of the Word of God. So you can join me every Thursday at 6.30 to 7 o'clock, or you can download it um, and listen to it whenever you want to. Um, Systematic teaching of the Word of God beginning tonight. And um, you can also um, tune tune in with us on Sunday mornings in the Word for another 30-minute teaching on the Word of God. It's a great teaching to have on Sunday mornings because you have a different host and you get to hear uh, the pastoral aspect of the ministry, which is um, uh, Sunday mornings in the Word with Sister Selena. I know you're going to be blessed by Reverend Selena Breland. I'm so proud of her, and um, she's going to be starting this Sunday and going on throughout the year. So you're going to get a chance to hear the ministry of the Reverend Selena Breland. So we welcome her to the teaching staff of of the ministry, she's been a part of the teaching staff for a long time because she's been a part of the school. Well, now we're going to bring her into the mainstream of the radio broadcast. So you're going to really be blessed by her teachings on Sundays. And um, so much to say, but today we're going to be talking about faith additions. And we're going to talk a little bit about faith, go with faith, and, um, and just engage this con- con- um, consecration. On Sunday we begin... And we're going from this Sunday to the first Sunday in um, February. So if you want to fast, you can fast. If you want to set aside a special time to pray, we are going to have a day during the week that we pray corporately, and we're going to be doing that in the evening. Um, The Lord instructed me in the evening we're going to pray and do the night watch. So we're going to pray in the evening for just uh, a 15-minute period of prayer. We're going to pray. I believe that's going to be on Wednesday evenings from 6 to 6.30. We're going to pray here on the broadcast. Join us for intercessory prayer. I'll do 15 minutes of prayer, maybe do some teaching on prayer, five minutes of teaching on prayer, and then we're going to engage into prayer. Um, um, I'm going to pray in the spirit or have someone to pray with me or things like that, various things, throughout the entire month of January, and then we'll continue it once a month every 
uh, third Wednesday of the month. We'll be praying, all right? So um, join us on the broadcast. I'm here live tonight and let people know that we're on the air. And I do have a lot to cover. We're going to begin in Daniel. We're going to get, begin in Daniel, and then we're going to go to Second Peter tonight. All right, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to sit in tonight's teaching, and we'll be ready. Praise the Lord. Let people know that we're on the air, as you know. Um, thank you for those who listen to um, New Year's Eve. And um, on December 30th, we um, begin a series called um, help me, help me and thou my uh, thou my unbelief, and that was a powerful teaching. And we gave the um, directors for next year. We also declare that this is a year of supernatural liberty. We're, we're going to be experiencing some things supernaturally, and we want you to participate. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad, and thank you for another opportunity. To worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. I do mean to depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And the Father, and everything that shall be accomplished and be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. King Nebuchadnezzar, um, unto all the people and all the nations of, and the languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show you signs and wonders, that the high signs that were wrought toward God, how great are his signs. And how mighty are his wonders, his kingdom is everlasting, is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Nebuchadnezzar has a vision, thanks, and that vision could only be proclaimed by Daniel, the, the, the prophet or Daniel the seer. He was a seeing prophet, and he was able to interpret dreams. And, of course, you know the children of Israel were in captivity, and as a result of their captivity, they were kept out of the, the commonwealth of Israel. God wanted them to experience an abundant life, but because they chose to incorporate idol worship, idolatry, and, and they had um, uh, iniquity in their in their lineage to various sexual escapades and all types of other sins that were passed down from generation to generation. That's what iniquities are passed down, inherited, traded sins that were accepted as the norm. Because they kept that, they were often placed in captivity. And for hundreds of years in the Israel um, Israelite history, we see captivity. But even in their captivity, God had a word. That word, locked in that word, was the promise of a Messiah that would come and set those that were captives, which was the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, free. And from that, we find that God having a special place in his heart for people. The Israelites are symbolic to the church because they are the prototype of the church. They are the first group of people that God set apart to be dedicated to his principles and dedicated to his quality of life. And it, be, it was because their forefathers were, were dedicated that God dealt with them perpetually, and he still deals with them today. 
Um, but also in that particular illustration, the Old Testament says that the scriptures were written for our learning, that we through the comfort of the scripture might have hope. We can look at Israel and, and kind of think it and parallel it with the church, although they are going in different directions because they have different sources. They they are they are they have potential promises because their their direction in which they're going are ultimately the same with the Father. God wanted to establish a people and a new people in the new covenant under the new covenant that were were instinctively adapted to His nature, instinctively adapted to His nature, so that they can express. His intents on the earth, just like they expressed iniquity in their flesh. So God restored us spiritually, so we can exist confidently in our flesh. Thanks be to God. Nebuchadnezzar's vision could not be answered because he was not committed to the covenant of God. He was not connected to the source of life of all life, which was God, the Creator of heaven and earth. So God used the foolishness of the world, one that they had conquered in captivity, to rise to power, to speak truth to power, and to interpret what power could not do. Of course, we know that the kingdom of God is not a word, but in power. But in this time, there was a deceptive power uh, which people used to overthrow someone else, which was conquest the power of conquest, and God never sanctioned conquest as a means to justify his righteousness. So Nebuchadnezzar was used to conquering things, but God was committed to the consequences that would come as a result of his judgment. The judgments of the Lord are forever settled. They are always assured, and they will come to pass. We thank God that in spite of everything that we may see, think, or do, the judgments of the Lord prevail every time. Now, the the emphasis of 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 Daniel in parallel to faith edition, the teaching, the theology behind the seven habits of the, of effective believers, which you need to get. A few years ago, I taught on the seven habits of highly effective believers, and we're going to revisit that also during the twenty eight days of glory in a little more in-depth and practical way. But I believe that we, as the body of Christ, need to understand that there are things that must be in place in order for us to experience the quality life of faith which he has ordained for our lives. And if we don't experience those qualities, we're going to miss out on that quality of life um, in which God has designed God was willing to even save those that had conquered his precious people through conquest because perhaps the corruption in their hearts that was based on hardened carnality, if it was confronted with the word of the Lord, they too could conform to the ways of God and become the children of God. Daniel's time not only prophetically outlines the power and the importance of the voice of God, but it also reveals to us as believers the, 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 the power of God's and the superiority of God's spoken word through his man servant, which was David, who was devout to prayer, who was devout to productivity, who was peculiar in his uh, eating because he did not ingest the king's meat. But he was able to hear that still small voice 
and to give answers, and as a result, he was promoted by God through those who had held him and his people captive to the point that he became the president of Dora, his own country. So here you have a leader in captivity raised from the person that held him captive within himself the word of the Lord that would then become the grounds by which we would see the hand of God move and change reality as we know it. God changed the reality of Daniel and as uh, by the words spoken through his mouth and through the power of God's revealed word to us in our hearts, he will also change our world so that we too can experience the liberty in which he has made us free. Faith then must be revamped every once in a while. It must be brought to the forefront of our attention. Because we need to understand that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And by it, elders obtain a good report. And through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were not made by the things which do appear. And, and this we also know. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When we talk about faith, we, what we're saying is, is there has to be some principles, right, applied to life that sync up with our quest for God. That if we say we love God, we must love what he loves and hate what he hates. And that's where it begins, because without faith it's impossible to please God. Faith is, is filled with the pleasure of God, the pleasures, the things which make God spark, with the things which get God's attention. Of course, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, and God has placed his word above his name. So where the word is is where faith is produced. Those that hear, let them have ears to hear, what the Spirit saith, and because what it's saying, it means. He means what he says, and he says what he means. And as a result of him speaking, it, it reminds us to have faith in God. Glory to God. And so we're visiting the concept of faith, but we also understand that faith alone in itself will not complete the full walk and the full making of what it will take to survive and be successful. And as a result, we must learn what it means to add to our faith, as Second Peter suggests. So turn with me to Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. You know, as many times as uh, we we study uh, various passages of the Scripture, we can never exhaust the potency in the in the power of the Word. If the Word of God is applied to your life and you take it seriously, you will see success in life. But you must do some things uh, in order to bring the full effect of faith into fruition in your life. And that's what I 
with this subject called faith additions. Now, faith means, uh, uh, in, in realistic terms, in the simplest terms, faith is to accept God's word as final authority, to believe that God will do what he promised and it will come to pass, and to confess our convictions through our conduct and our courses of commitment to life in faith. Now, what it means, accept, believe, and confess. Accept, believe, and confess. Accept, believe, and confess. And it also can mean our attitudes, our behaviors, and our convictions. Because faith without words is dead. Amen? Now, in... Uh, I want you to write these scriptures down, Romans one seventeen, Romans 10.17, Galatians 4.22-23, 1 Corinthians 5.7, and Hebrews 4.2. All right, just to, to have it, you know, as, as a review of faith, those are some scriptures that you can have. Amen. Now, here's some principles that we need to understand about faith, and I have to hurry because, you know, we're on the clock. Hallelujah. But I think if you have a notebook, and let me say this, if you're listening to the broadcast and you are dedicated especially for consecration or for fasting, I encourage you to join us each Thursday night at 630. Get a notebook and each Sunday morning at, um, I don't know what time on Sunday mornings because I don't want to give it to you and be wrong, but Sunday mornings at some time in the morning, um, uh, Pastor Selena is on there. You can listen to her as well. Um, but every um, week we have very detailed notes that if you take them, by the end of the year you would have exhausted almost every chapbook in the Bible we would have covered uh, throughout the year. And then also, in addition, you will have notes that you can live upon and bring from generation to generation to generation, and it will help you understand the Bible. So I'm going to give it to you as systematic as possible so you as believers can know how to uh, ex- succeed in life. Now, here's, here's what we need to understand about faith. Faith accepts the reality of, of uh, the reality of the will of God. Faith accepts the reality of the will of God. Faith answers to God's pleasure. Faith answers to God's pleasure. Faith awakens the power of God for living, just for living in general. That's what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And then faith alters our world through revelation of the word, through the revelation of the word. Faith alters our world through the revelation of the word. And then faith assures the future for the glory of God and for the child of God. All for the glory of God, but for the child of God. Amen. So in first, uh, Second Peter, let's read it in verse, uh, well, we can start at verse 1. Simon Peter assumed an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Very powerful note right there that they have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. 
our Lord, according as his divine power has given us unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things are blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, that ye rather, brethren, give diligence to make your callings and elections sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. What a powerful thing. It lets us know that faith must advance through these things that are connected to it. And if we if we connect to these things and empower these things in our lives, we will see God's unfolding grace come out in our lives through his knowledge, through knowledge, through knowledge, the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. So when we come into God, he becomes an instructor. He becomes a reservoir of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And we must seek after it. Amen. Now, habits are disciplines that believers drive once faith is established in their heart, which is predicated on the stipulations of the Holy Spirit. It's directives um, for them to achieve individually in life. Habits are formed over a period of time in expressing our profession in faith, private devotions, and our practical and public uh, conduct exists as Christians. These habits are listed in the scripture that, uh, that in order for uh, us to exist in the confidence of our faith. You know, faith, faith has always been presented in this way. Hallelujah. So, Here's some things that we need to understand about faith. Because faith, uh, faith additions are a result of the habits of faith. Have faith accepting faith as a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle for those that believe according to the will and the word of God. Faith is not a cure-all like a muscle. It must be developed over time through creative supernatural strength. Faith is a law because it functions under divine principles that can be repeated in life to anyone who believes. I remember in the new year I was talking about the the young man in Mark chapter 9 and his father, the, the, the man with the deaf and dumb spirit. The father had to recognize that he had a certain amount of belief to have confidence that Jesus could fix it. That's why he went to Jesus' disciples. But he also understood that there was an area in his life that he needed to develop more belief in. And as a result of him crying out for belief, uh, to believe more, God was able to work because he was honest. 
He was honest about the situation that was at hand. So faith is a law that, if it's functioned by divine principles, can be repeated in the life of anyone who believes. Remember what happened in Mark 9, 23? We found out that all things are possible to them that believe. It opened up a principle. His relationship, his encounter with Jesus opened up a principle to us to apply to our lives, that if we believe God, it will be uh, accredited to us as faith. And I think that's also powerful in the life of Abraham, the example. He believed God, and it was accredited unto him righteousness. And this man was called the father of faith because he had the intent to please God. He had the intent to walk with God in his humility. i got to hurry on, though. Uh, but these things I can really just spend hours and hours exhausted because there's not enough There's not enough said really about authentic faith. Faith is, a super, is supernatural because it's created by the word of God. Amen. And so we have to accept God's word as final authority, believe that God, uh, what God promised will come to pass, and then we got to confess our, uh, what our convictions are in our conduct and our course of life. Amen. Amen. Accept, believe, and confess. And we can only confess in our lifestyle because faith without works again is dead. Now, we five ways we adapt to the divine nature because we are partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. We develop faith and patience. We 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 study precept upon precept, every tittle and jot of the word of God. And we study the scriptures and we have sure words of prophecy and we have utterances from the Holy Spirit. And you can write these scriptures down for your future study. Hebrews six twelve, Isaiah twenty eight ten, second Timothy two fifteen, second Peter one nineteen and Romans eight twenty eight. We are faith and patience. Precept upon precepts, we study the scriptures, we have sure words of prophecy, and we receive utterance from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And these principles, and don't take these scriptures lightly, go over them and study them on your own time because they want you to develop yourself in the faith. We want you to add to your faith. And that's what the scripture says in, in Second Peter. And we say any, uh, any lifestyle that is attributed to faith must have proof provided in its in its testimonies that is superior to the natural. And now this is implies that faith is not the sum total of experience in the God quality of life, which acknowledges the value of faith will never be qualified until it connects to these attributes uh, in our personalities. And those attributes must be de- developed through our due diligence. And that's what Second Peter helps us uh, translate as believers. When we talk about being a, uh, uh, the phases of faith, it reveals phases in faith, that faith is progressive in nature. And if it's progressive, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. We enhance over time the quality of life that we expect to come out of our faith. Amen. So, Point number one, for my point number one today, we have to be established in the faith. We have to be established in the faith. We have to find out what the word says about faith, Romans ten seventeen. We have to follow those who through faith and impatience inherit the promise, Hebrews six twelve. And then we have to frame our life 
with the working of faith through exploits, working exploits, James chapter 1. We have to establish ourselves in the faith. And secondly, we must also examine ourselves to see whether we've been in faith. Examine our conduct to see if what we said we heard from God and acted on really really produced the the God quality effect. Have we exposed error and eradicated the erroneous? Have we exchanged all things to the way of righteousness? And have we exalted dependence upon the prompting to live out our spirit-led directives? And if we haven't done that, then we're not in faith because without faith it's impossible to please God. And anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, there's much more that I can say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum it up with the, the, the additions that we must apply to life, but I need you to understand some things about faith. You need to know that faith must be learned and that faith must be lived. Did you hear what I said? Faith must be learned and faith must be lived. You must know that you got to learn faith. You've got to learn about faith. What is faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how it comes, but that's not what it is. You see what I'm saying? You've got to know that faith must be learned and faith must be lived. If a man, that's, and that's what James was saying, a lot of people say that you honor me with my words, Jesus said, but your heart is far from me because where your heart is is where your treasure is. What is faith? You see what I'm saying? And we understand that if through the examples that they had in the hall of faith or the examples that we see, which was with the people that were married to faith, they complied to the to the, the word of God. So their faith was them acting on what they heard from God and having confidence that what that if they obeyed what they heard, they would get what they deserve. Anyone that comes to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that He that diligently seek Him. Those who seek find. Those that ask know. Those who knock the doors of opportunity. They will be open. So faith demands and draws us into the acting on what we believe. Faith drives us into acting on what we believe as a result of what we know God wants us to do. Amen. Now, let's give some information as we close for tonight on faith, some facts behind faith additions. There are seven attributes listed in the scripture in Second uh, Peter chapter one, verses one through ten. And in those seven attributes, we see four attributes that are completely natural: virtue, knowledge, temperance, and patience. But then we see three attributes that are highly spiritual: godliness, brotherly kindness, and love, which lets us know. Until the natural is mixed with the spiritual, we won't see the effects of our faith, the enhancement of our faith, the acknowledging that faith is working in our life. 
There has to be a godly balance. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Has to be a healthy balance. Amen. So, as I conclude, I got to hurry. These attributes, hey, hey, man, we just don't have enough time. These attributes define the quality of life and how we function, and we must understand these things, okay? We got to convert our manner of life. We have to correct our life in righteousness. We have to convey God's divine intentions and character. We have to clarify the will of God through syncing with the Holy Spirit, and we have to channel our life with sensitivity to God's power. Amen. And then then in 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 this we see these these habits. If these things be in you and they are bound, you will never fall in the conclusion of verse ten. And these are brief brief definitions of the habits. The reason why I call them habits is because they exist but they lie dormant until you do something with them. And habits are just that. They are they are actions that you do in a regimen over and over and over and over and over again until you get the desired result. And for this desired result, we're trying to achieve things that will make that will qualify our faith because God says if we add it to it, we will never fall. All right? So virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. All right? So virtue is moral excellence to serve as the example. Knowledge is the know-how of, of divinely imparted wisdom uh, wisdom and understanding. And then temperance is personal restraint from moderation through self-discipline. Patience is confidence endurance from the difficulties. 